on this week's Going Dork Reviews, we take a look at episode four of Lovecraft Country, a history of violence in the guest seat. Once again, Mr. Sebastian Arnold. Let's get to the show. Going up, up in a spaceship, we got Sasquatch and Dama. One's a little shy, but the other's a real trauma. Pinball, wizard, pinging all planets and most. Another job done, hit the lights, close the blinds. Find a remote, let them know. It's true, crime, space, fly, shit. Welcome to Going Dork. Uh, today we're reviewing yet another episode of the lovely series Lovecraft Country. I, lovely is a kind of a subjective word, I guess, or a weird word to <laughs> use, but uh, I think it's a great series. Yeah. Uh, with me uh, yet again, Mr. Sebastian Arnold. Howdy, howdy. Good to be back. Hello, hello. hello. Uh, so yeah, we're getting into Holy Ghost today, uh, episode three of Lovecraft Country. And just before we uh, we do... We always um, well. The last one I I, I added a uh, a very special uh, segment in the beginning, which uh, I actually added music to in the in the full edit. So nice. you're gonna really love it. And it's this: it's previously on Lovecraft Country. There we go. That's fantastic. All right. So um, we come from uh, episode two, Whitey's on the Moon, and uh, a lot of crazy shit happened in that one. Um, that one actually. Uh, they uh, just the gist, uh, the basic sort of, uh, you know, gist is they wake up in a uh, mansion and then find find a little more information about um, sort of these suspicions that Atticus has. And it just gets weirder and weirder. God, it's like, you know, yeah. they just came into the they went to uh, the place that his father supposedly was asking to come save him. They found out a little bit more about that place. And in this entire episode, you got a feel for that place. Saw some of the monsters from before. Right. Um, and really saw a lot of the magic was was touched on a lot in this series. Right. So that kind of opened that door. And then you just saw the ingenuity once again from the family, from Letitia, Montrose. We saw him actually for the first time. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was just, you know, it was uh, kind of, it was like really... I felt like the first two episodes are like uh, together. Like they really like hit the same notes and just emphasize more on something that was kind of hinted at in the first one. And then it it resolved itself. And like, for me, that was the big thing watching that just to finish the recap, just being like, um, when I watch that type of thing, I I usually, when I watch a show from the second episode can kind of figure out the type of layout that they have. But when they pretty much, finished off all the ideas and strands that I thought would really like that they would investigate further mm-hmm, and make mm-hmm. more the center of this show. They were like, no, that's essentially, at least with that episode, they made it seem like that's that and that's handled and that's episode two. So the rest of this right. is going to be some other stuff. And that was like exciting. And right. Right. Third episode is sort of uh, the, the uh, spoilers ahead, of course, uh, if we didn't mention it up top, but um, yes, yeah, the, it sort of ends with uh you know, uh, Atticus finding his uh, uncle in the car, right? And mm-hmm. shit has just gone south. Uh, he's dead. And uh, we start the third episode um, at a funeral for a friend. And uh, they are celebrating his life. And um, 
Basically, Letty has a moment. I don't know yes. if uh, you have de- deeper oh, yeah. details into this, but uh, for, for this part, like I really wanted to compare it to the last episode, where like I like how um, because so much happens, the start yeah. of the episode I feel like is always like it, it's great that they use it differently each time because it's like a good way to like kind of adjust, kind of give you a feel into a sense of what's going on, and like with this, how it opened. Where it's like you know a church and a funeral and everything, mm-hmm. and you you presume it's George, and um, as I'm watching it, I'm like, first I'm just like, oh, this is super cool that we're seeing you know really black church like mm-hmm. in this death, which normally you know is felt and expressed in a very like subdued way. Right, we're getting a real nice sense of like, just like I, I, I want to say exuberance, but that is like a happy connotation. I don't really want to mean that, but right. um it's just a lot of movement, a lot of like feeling of the emotion and letting it run its course. But then in that same moment, like you said, Letty, we get to right. put more emphasis on what I believe as I watch this again is the, like the through line of this episode where it's like, how is she coming to terms with everything that's happening right now? Right. And like to say everything, I love the way they put this episode together because I feel like they really like, they lay it out and you see exactly what, is bothering her how she's adjusting to it and mm-hmm. the resolution to what her i guess right. um turning point I, yeah exactly i think it's a huge moment for her from the get-go of like where's my place in the world what mm-hmm. what the fuck just happened like why is this person not that i love you know yeah obviously she didn't know him as well as uh you know atticus or yeah. whatever but like you know why is this person dead and and who am i and, mm-hmm. and everything i thought that i knew was completely wrong and she actually verbalized that later in the, in yeah. the episode but uh yeah amazing moment um it, it, it's i love the sort of juxtaposition between the celebration of life mm-hmm. and then her just being in this like my life has changed completely exactly um, thought that was really nice but uh, we move on to uh, a very, a very sweet scene um, where Letty buys a house, a really creepy house. Yeah. Um, and then just before that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just because like I like again, I, I feel like I'm going to talk about this a lot because I feel like they use the tropes of horror so mm-hmm. well. And yep. the other two episodes, like as they had monsters and things of that, I feel like those are more monster movies. And I don't really as horror is like evolved, I think monster movies are a type of horror but this is right. like this um episode especially i feel like was like this is going to be a horror episode and i love that mm-hmm. we had all that in that first um moment but then like the episode kind of changes and they're like giving you history of like some stuff that happened mm-hmm. she's buying this house and then they give you the countdown like some stuff's gonna happen and i feel like that was just like a like to bring the horror right back even though like that emotion started it off just be like this is a like a horror right. show kind of. And I was I really like, about I was like excited that. about that. Yeah. On an episode by episode basis. But yeah, yeah. The, the first one is kind of like a, a zombie yeah. uh, film almost, or, or yeah. it feels like that. And then yeah. this one, episode three is very horrorish. Very. Yeah. And I was uh, like, for me, this, this was the, this was the first one where I was, cause I watch him at night. I was like, I'm a little, I'm a little, <laughs> I'm a little like looking outside a little bit. Do like, I have a basement. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. Like I was really for the first time scared. Right. Right. That's great. That's uh, I'm sure that's what they wanted it to to do. Yeah. So, yeah, I uh, I try to watch. Uh, I don't know what your method is, but I guess you sort of explained it there. But I tried to watch to the first viewing completely separated from any sort of like 
review or mm-hmm. I, I don't even write yeah. shit down. I just want to absorb it. And yeah, and, you know, but then the, the next time or two, it's like, yeah, I break it down and look mm-hmm. at it. And, um, but yeah, uh, we, we, um, sort of after her moment in the, in the, uh, in the church, uh, we, time has passed and we see Letty and her sister walking and, um, she is just so excited that, that she bought this house and, you know, it, it, I'm sure there's a music cue when we see this house because it's fucking terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, she has dreams of making it a boarding house for uh, yeah. people caller and uh, a safe space uh, amongst uh, very unsafe spaces in that area. Yeah. Um, and she wants to be a better sister. You can see it sort of, uh, you, she says it out, you know, and, and, yeah. and really wants this to be a home for them. Exactly. I I yeah. totally agree. And to like like we said, um, she starts the episode. We see her crying and very detached. And the next time we see her is like super like I, I want to say aggressively like look at like let's do this. Let's right. go out. Like we got this house. Me and you, we could really do something type thing. And I was like, okay, cool. This is nice yep. to uh, see the pioneering aspect of her. But also, I love again the horror aspect where it's like this is what you normally see. When the like the person comes in and they're like, "Oh, I'm so excited to get into the super haunted house," and you don't really have any context, so you're like, "That's kind of stupid." But right. in this aspect, you're like, "Oh, that's nice that she wants to do this," but it's you could tell this is a weird place. Yeah. Yes, yes. And the in the horror aspect of what you're saying, like, uh, uh, yeah, there's a sting when they get in the elevator and mm-hmm. look up, and it nearly takes her head off. Yeah, and it's like. That I love that I love I love that you that they sort of just sprinkle them in here and there. You yeah, know what I mean, uh, just to keep you on edge and keep the whole world a little sort of uh, just I don't know. It, it just it's, it's dangerous. Yeah. Yes, yes. It's it's crazy to think too that that house is just in the middle of a neighborhood that right. just does not want them there. Exactly. Um, but uh, but yeah, and then I just, yeah I loved it. I loved the first few. I think it was. Um, a great start and a much less confusing start to the episode than the last one. I agree. Uh, just because I didn't really understand at first. <laughs> um, the next morning, uh, Hippolyta sits in her room and looks at a copy of Dracula. This this I didn't necessarily get other than I know it's his favorite book, right? Yeah. And, and but but why yeah. is she tearing pages? Did you That's, get any? To, to be honest, this is one of the ones where like I like it a lot because okay. as they set this up, you know, they're going to they're going to bring everything home and they're going to give you enough. And I feel like the way that I like to look at things is like, if they're not giving you complete answers, mm-hmm. you just got to kind of like relax and just let it like wash over you. Cause like, I agree that's super no con really no context. You know, he likes books. So like all you can really infer is maybe she's upset, but why would she be upset? Right. 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 Yeah. I don't, I don't. Yeah. I mean, there's it's a the little, whole- it's a little off. Sorry to cut you off. It's just no. a little off. And then, just to continue on and how that I feel like affects the next part of it is like when she's uh, with Tick and D mm-hmm. in the kitchen and you start to see or start to feel the time and like after the yeah the death and the funeral there is a and now major to, hole in that family yeah. you know what I mean you mm-hmm. notice it by the you know the single on the the plate on the uh, table that's you know obviously not being filled and they're keeping open and uh, obviously we'll learn later let she notices that glass that's upside you know it's like yeah. all these little things start yeah. to sort of uh weigh on her and um i think that is uh sort of the the, the height of that is when um you know she's li- she 
basically Atticus is telling her, like, listen, you have a deadline. Um, and she keeps missing it. Mm-hmm. So he did it himself for yeah. the uh, new copy of the guide, I guess. I don't know if it's another version or a yeah. new whatever. I, I think don't it's like an updated thing they do right. often. Um, um, yeah. And it was it was interesting to see that dynamic after not yeah. really uh, being in the house for a little yeah. while. Yeah, it was uh, interesting to see. And it was like the way that they framed it. It gave us a lot of, I feel like, insight, at least a little bit into how much time has passed. Yes. And um, just how things are going and doesn't seem and to even, be going too well. Right. And even so, like the uh, the awkwardness was sort of palpable t- mm. towards the end there. And definitely. Um, yeah. And uh, I think he gets the point right there. Of, yeah. of Like, I feel like I'm wearing out my welcome. Exactly. And this family needs to heal without me. And, uh, you know, the guy who blows through town every now and again. But um, yeah, he uh, he sort of explains he's not staying over, and um, obviously uh, D is not uh, on board with that. But yeah, they, she's a little she upset, to, which is nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think uh, the the next logical step here for him would be to go find a place to stay. So he goes exactly. to his dad's place, mm-hmm. and this is this is a great little scene just because it's a it's a. Obviously, the acting's on point and it looks oh, beautiful. Yeah. And, and but there's a a very we I don't know. There's a very deep message of family in there. Of like we have we have uh, Montrose Freemans in our family. We everybody does. You yeah. know what I mean? That's sort of like um you know may, may have a little attachment to alcohol or drugs or something, and just uh-huh. it, it doesn't t- typically have their shit together. Um, yeah. So a, he sort a hard of wakes them up with a cup of water. Yeah. Yeah, right, yeah, right, absolutely, right, right. yeah, and right, much different than Atticus. I feel like much, yeah. much different. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So they uh, sort of have a talk, and it's very serious, and and uh, sort of Atticus wants to move forward uh, based on what his uncle would do, and uh, Mantra's just not having any of it, not yeah. having the conversation, not having anything, and and that sort of wraps up his his wish to stay there. He he doesn't even want to. Yeah be involved um which uh, i totally feel yeah i mean he you know comes over and it, he, like you know he walks in on eggshells but it it resolves itself how i feel like everybody would expect uh the, the hard man as his father is and tick as he i feel like has grown to probably have to act hard in a similar way against him mm-hmm. it's like you know it's too too uh of similar forces butting heads and that's not going to like, he's not going to be able to stay there. So right, eventually right. he's like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, he does have an amazing record collection. I'll give him that. Yeah. That's great. It's beautiful. Um, well, we see a very, uh, moving on, we see a very, uh, ominous moniker of, of day two at the house, yeah. uh, which is, which is great. And we see a very happy Letty. Exactly. And she's re- she's really making uh her she's 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 very much settling into her world Mm. uh which is i feel like something that she has been running from for a long time and obviously when all the shit went down it's just changed her completely so yeah because like before we said she's sad we see her happy and then the next Mm -hmm. thing she's really like now even more than just with her sister sister excuse me she's with everybody else having a good time taking photos moving everybody in it's 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 a joy it's a, yep. like seems to be a real joy reminiscent of the uh, block party for sure yeah. of like you know just pure everything's gonna be fine mm-hmm. uh which we know 
<laughs> it's not the case, but uh, sort of uh, in the mix, Letty shows up and she offers him a room. Uh, he sort of wants to go back to Florida and go back to work. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we're sort of uh, have a sweet moment from for a, for a, for a millisecond. And uh, the uh, racist bullshit sort of starts seeping back in, which is um, these uh, three guys who park their cars out front of her house and then just tie bricks to oh, the yeah. horns just one thing i would i oh, would yeah. say is like because of um uh tick and letty like like we were saying he's going about trying to find places and like when i was first watching this i was like okay he's gonna try to hang out here for a little bit that's pretty cool right and the fact that he's like oh no i'm just here to be like adios i'm actually leaving right. leaving i was like oh wow that's i didn't expect that and mm-hmm. she's like obviously at the same time i could tell didn't expect that either oh yeah and then for that to lead into like you're saying the racist stuff and then tick being like oh i'm gonna stay now yeah that's a great moment on the porch and you see the cops rolling by in slow motion and they don't give a fuck exactly Um, you know and uh yeah i love it it's he's on the porch surrounded by his 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 people and and it's just like no i can't i can't leave it's a great sort of build up to uh and it gives it it's like a I feel like because I, I think this episode is really like a Letty episode uh, heavy. It's it's nice how uh, Tick, even though he doesn't, I'm sure he doesn't believe he's like stepping on toes and like being like, I'm going to be the man in the situation. And he really right. just wants to help. It's I, it's just set up well that like that is the reason that he's going to stay, even though right. she would like him to stay for probably other reasons. Yeah. Absolutely. And and a lot of that is explored in this episode and, mm-hmm. and um we'll get to that. But yeah, they're they're definitely setting up the 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 want and the need and the mm. and the I don't know, the, the yearning for each other and yeah. and sort of the fact that they all you know, especially uh I feel like Atticus is just uh pulling the cold shoulder right and left and doesn't know yeah. what the fuck to do, but Anywho, uh, it starts getting weird after this. Yeah. As soon as the races show up, shit starts getting weird. Um, we see Letty napping, and then her covers are pulled, which is, uh, you know, we're getting back to the horror aspect. Mm-hmm. And we, uh, this, the camera sees, uh, the audience sees a creepy old lady by her bed with no chin. You know, she starts uh, sort of like uh, rising from the side of the bed, mm-hmm. which is great. And you just see she <laughs> has no chin. Um, yeah which is very creepy. Scary uh, stuff. And then, uh, and I mean, yeah, again, not yeah. looking amazing, but continue, I mean, yeah, it was just like, oh, cause like, it's like I said, I feel like they always do it so well. So it's like racist stuff. And yeah. you're like, damn, thinking to yourself, man, this is really heavy. And then the next thing you see, like, is like scary stuff. And you're like, wow, I'm actually, I'm scared now. Like it's right, like, right. you forget about the, the last thing because both of them together are, are honestly, they mess with your mind similar like feeling but in different yeah. ways and i like that they push it back again and again and to continue on like i feel like you don't even hear the horns that are continuing to go outside or realize why she's sleeping the way she she does until after the scary stuff kind of goes away and then that like horn like that sound cue is really nice to me how it rises and you can really after well, all the she, scary stuff goes away um well, she does open the window at some point when she wakes up because it's so hot in there. And yeah, that's uh, what, and that's what I mean. Like, is that what you mean? Yeah, because it's like as she's walking, like I, 
to me, I had forgot about it. So when I heard um, the horn again as oh. she walks up to the oh, door, oh. I thought to myself, do I hear it at all when she's in her bed? Cause, I mean, I don't think it's a far distance. Right. It's just interesting that in the horror moment, it's very quiet. But then as soon as that dissipates, as she's walking, the horn, like that other horror is now back and it's right, even in the sound right. cue it's there again uh yeah this, I totally get what you mean i never really thought about the the sort of like when one happens the other happens but i, I guess that's sort of a, a trope in this whole series of of like merging the monsters mm-hmm. sort of um well, she hears something in the basement after, uh, you know, her windows are sweating and she checks mm-hmm. and the horns are still going and she goes down to the basement and uh, something is trying to like get out or shaking the cap- shelf. And the one thing that caught my, my eye was as she's going through there after she's through the spider webs, there's this creepy like adult swim looking cat thingy on the top of the oh, shelf. Yeah. You that? Yeah. It's like an old toy. It must be like a forties, fifties toy. It's but it's crazy, terrifying. You know what's you know what's nuts? I'd never like every time I watched it, I couldn't even make out what that was. And yeah. as I'm looking at it, because I'm like I watch as we're, we're talking, but as right, I'm looking right. at it, you're saying this, and I'm like, wow, that's what that is. It doesn't look exactly like what you're saying. It's yeah. I don't. Uh, I don't. I'm not sure. I yeah. But it's great. It's great because you're. It's 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 the old. Um, uh, I can't remember the name, but you know, show us one thing and then do the other but uh but yeah the uh, basement creepy as creepy as ever she gets down there and um basically uh freaks the fuck out when the boards start to move Mm -hmm. uh, as if somebody's you know in trying to get out trying to get out yep she enlists uh atticus to to come down with the baseball bat and to try Mm -hmm. to see what the fuck's going on and Another very sweet moment between those two in the basement of like, you know, uh, she's she's trying to like, I think, pull it out of him a little. And he's uh-huh. still kind of like, oh, uh, hey, let's not talk about this. How yeah. about we talk about how great the basement is for a dark room, yeah. um, which is not even remotely in her head at that point. I don't think. Yeah. But, uh, and like for it's, me as watching, I felt the same way. It was just like, yeah. what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> Why yeah. is that? What? You, like, how did you even think of that? But, but yeah, she was right, taking photos right. before, which that's what made me think about that more. Because when right, he said right. it, I was like, where did that come from? Right. Yeah. But it's definitely a, a sort of like, I'm uncomfortable and it's time mm-hmm. to change the subject sure. sort of thing. For um, sure. Uh, we get another uh, moniker day eight and the party is on. They, um, we see a shot of the neighbors looking through the windows. Great shot of the house just booming. And then the, the racist neighbors are just sort of, uh, peering on, um, Addie is just in heaven. She, it, it, you can just, I'm sorry. Uh, Letty is just mm-hmm. in heaven. You can just tell, yeah. uh, this is like, she's seeing the, uh, the sort of the, the result of her hard work yeah, and for, for getting labor, through some of this bullshit. Yeah. All, all in the, uh, under the guise of like, nobody wants you there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's. A, I think she's just you know releasing a bit, but um, but yeah, the great thing about this whole uh, oh oh, you know what I forgot was the 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 Letty and Hippolyta uh, in the kitchen. They have a, a weird little chat about. Um, it, I guess not weird. I shouldn't say that, but they definitely have a oh, a, a sort her of suspicions. Yeah, she she yeah. I see. That's the and thing she, about Hippolyta, she, and I. Cause it's like, 
yeah, the, as the party goes, we've kind of seen this before because in the first episode, you know, they were at a party and we, we've we understood this type of thing. So it's like you're yeah. saying, it's important, the uh, Hippolyta and um, Letty conversation because it, we're seeing how Hippolyta kind of is investigating these feelings because we know that she has them now and then she's kind of poking and nudging mm. here and there, as you can right. see with Letty because she went on the trip. And she's a woman, probably, so she feels a little bit. She can probably talk to her, right? Yeah, very sweet. Uh, the um, basically uh, from there we go. It's just one of my favorite scenes in the whole thing, which is mm. just a group of kids with uh, D, you know, at the helm, uh, just playing with a Ouija board, yeah. and it's one of these. It's sort of uh, everybody knows the trope of a Ouija board. Everybody knows what's happening, but mm-hmm. still. When I watched it, I was like, oh, my God, it's so good. Yeah, it's so good because they're just sitting there. And something I didn't catch until after watching the episode is the first kid that talks. I think he asked the question, like, will I have fun on my trip to Mississippi? <clears throat> and then I'd sent you a screen grab of somebody who's who did. Apparently, that's Emmett Till, which I had yeah. no recollection. I, I just didn't make the connection. I don't yeah, know. It, like Most I people t- probably don't. No, no, no way. Because I feel like. No. They show the the thing is they at least for me why yeah. I wouldn't even think about it is because they showed it in the trailer, and like when they showed it, I just you know it, it I I don't know I'm just not thinking about it that way, yeah. and um the Ouija board I I just love that they're playing with it and that first one you don't even take as serious so the second one really like right I think. Well, that's kind of shook me on this. Once I figured out who that was, exactly, you know I mean? exactly. It's also a little, a little. Do you think it's a little? I mean, they're obviously taking creative uh, freedom here, mm-hmm. you know, with the story and with Emmett Till, and For sure. I, it, I just wonder how the family, like, how, how I don't know. Well, see, does it I seem mean, weird the, to you that the, they would well, put this in there? The, the, and that's what I mean, because it's like uh-huh. it's not. The thing is. It's not this. It's not him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. As much as it's like when you you make something like inspired by a story inspired by something. You know what I mean? Right. Like that's kind of you just want to you want that idea to be in your mind. That's just something to I feel like gotcha characterize the situation. Right. And I think it's it's a nice characterization because like they made no for them as this the storytellers made no explicit mm-hmm. um, push for that. Right, right, right. It's just something that they, I mean, did well in putting all the the different type of elements to get people to have that in their mind. I think that's the most artistic, most like I I think um, best way to Mm. use something like that, where it's like you don't just oh here's Emmett Till and this is some bad stuff. It's like it's using a very like like we're saying it characterizes the situation Mm. because we now we can realize that Ouija board was always working. It's a very true thing. Yeah. We can characterize just like the thought of travel again, hit that home is terrifying. Mm-hmm. Even so we're like talking to spirits and it's just, I, I think it just wraps up well together. Oh yeah. The end of this, the scene is, is uh, incredible. It's uh, after it says no, uh, the kid, you know, it spells out no, uh, will I have fun on my trip? Then it sort of goes into high gear of of uh, who somebody asks who are we talking to, and then mm. Uncle George's name is spelled out. It's George. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I forget his last name. Uh, no, but Alice? the thing I, I looked, I looked Black. again. It actually says George is dead, and oh. um, I, 
that i started to think really? about that a little yeah it, yeah because it oh wow i thought it just spelled out his last name I didn't it even doesn't like, yeah because oh, okay. i i, I th- as it goes and i'm not sure because i i you know when you cut things you can cut it and make it look time i feel like is subjective mm-hmm. whenever you go in between cuts you can go kind of forward and backwards right milliseconds each way regardless so like as he says george and spells that out fine you know it kind of does the quick little thing that we don't see and then it goes over again and it does i s d e a d and for me i'm not sure if you're it's like george is dead they're telling them that or like right. it's saying like george who is dead is saying that right yeah okay see but that changes wanna, things because i yeah i thought it was just spelling you know obviously you think it's the, the other kids fucking around but uh, but um mm-hmm. They're they're all very serious about the fact that it's not yeah. what they didn't have anything to do with that, nor were they ever. Um, but yeah, interesting and 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 uh, just creepy as fuck. Either way, yeah. I mean, it's different for me now that I I should have uh, uh, went back and like looked at it a little better. I don't do a lot. Of, I mean, I do. I've spent hours researching this episode, but like some things just get through, and that's a seems yeah, like a very for me. I'm not even like thing. I don't even really like sometimes. I don't want to say stuff about that because like I'm not sure about that. Yeah. That that yeah. could be a total like so many different things. Right. But I know it means something. So it's just that you just at least log it, you know? That's yep. all. Yep. Uh later, uh once D freaks out and exits, um, the Ouija board scene we see uh her mother upstairs looking for her and this is I don't really get either. Door opens and we see this weird contraption which i mm. can't remember if we've seen before um, um we it looked familiar for no, no spoilers for anything before this episode or after this episode uh it, it's i don't think we've seen it at all yeah um okay but i love the moment because it's like as you said it's like super there's these things in this show where it's like you can tell this like they're just giving you sense of different things and like when hippolyto sees that mm-hmm. the mood changes right everything changes this this is like this is like magical that's what i thought when i saw it i was like oh this is a a magical item it seems right yeah it's fair but i uh, yeah i don't do do they even explain it no no she literally it's it's nice because she literally just comes in and is just enraptured by it Hmm. and um it just seems to because like as you said she's going to look for a child as she's going to look she is going upstairs up and but before she does that she sees it at the corner of her eye and it's kind of like just like sitting there for her almost like it's almost like a dream right and then she's just like oh my gosh this thing and then we cut there has to be some connection obviously to to george and that but um but yeah i wonder if it's something she yeah she's gonna play a much bigger part obviously you Mm -hmm. can tell just in the end of, 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 of of the whole thing but um so yeah we moved to later at the party uh letty's dancing with another man and uh we see uh Atticus show up and see them and some other guy gets in his ear and is like, it must, uh, something that knows him somehow or another. Mm-hmm. And, uh, sort of says that they'd been together, uh, in the past. And, uh, I don't know if you caught that. Uh, we used, we used to, I think his words were, we used to lie so, down a yeah, lot in the like past. Something, or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it, but, I feel uh, like, yeah, that was that first moment of like tick really showing, Right. Maybe I do like this girl. 
Right, because it, it, well, of course, as soon as somebody, somebody else is like, hey, yeah. is, you know, I used to sleep with her and now I really want to, you know, it's, uh, anyway, his last line is sort of, a, if she's yours, you might want to tell her, which mm-hmm. is very, you know, it's obviously a, a dead on fit to the entire the situation. Uh, yeah. Scene. yeah, exactly. Um, so, oh, and Ad, basically Addie notices this whole thing while she's dancing with the guy, you know what I mean? So there's yeah. definitely a recognition of like, hey, we both know what's going on, so make your mind up or I'm moving the fuck on, you know, t- type of thing is what I gathered. Yeah. Um, yeah, Addie takes off, uh, cleans her face in the bathroom, and then we see that the audience sees a dead person in the mirror. Uh, I don't think she sees it ever. No. Um, because just as soon as that happens, then, then, um, Atticus busts in and they have, uh, a very sweet sex scene against a very yeah. short, sweet sex scene against the, uh, sink. Um, very sweet. But, out. Yeah. Yeah. But when I was watching it, it felt, uh, obviously I'm rooting for this. I've been rooting for this since uh-huh. the first episode, but it just felt fractured or something. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. I, 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 you know, there's a, the I, I thing almost, about I wanna, them too. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. I didn't want to use the word like rapey, but I did mention that to my girlfriend. I was like, uh-huh. this feels a little like forced. Like, it's strong. Yeah. It's a strong moment. Um, I feel like it's the way they set it up is, is that type of feel, you know, cause it's like the whole episode they're pushing and pulling, pushing and pulling. And then, um, as they go in for it, it's like almost such a build, I guess, of those mm-hmm. emotions that it's just like almost this violent moment that they're both kind of just like being as strong as possible. And we know like how Tick is with all the things that he has, like that um, forward strength aspect is kind of like more present in him. And mm-hmm. it seems, I guess we can play that against Letty, even though she's very strong and a central and like, isolate not isolated but like stand on her own type of woman right she actually i mean got soft in this moment and then we see like there was blood after which right. kind of is a whole thing because yeah. i feel like she covers it up pretty well and says it was her yeah monthly and you know she said yeah and it's just yeah but Start uh, to see some yeah, secrets you, on both sides i, I think yes most definitely um and then that, of course, you know, they're all back down in the party and we, we get to the, the sort of, uh, we start, we start heading towards the end here. Um, there's a, there's a huge burning cross in the yard and Letty, you, you know, it's sort of a, uh, you, you can tell that all of these things have added up to this, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, uh, just a huge shout out to Journey Smollett because the, her performance in this episode is awesome. It's yeah. incredible. Um, top to bottom. Yeah, exactly. Top to bottom. And sure. uh, she, in one of the best scenes of the whole episode, I think she, um, you can tell that she's just like, all right, I'm done. Uh, mm-hmm. She walks out, grabs Atticus's baseball bat and just, just wrecks the cars, busts out all the windows and then takes the, uh, the bricks off of the horns. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just incredibly cinematic and just, you know, there's a yeah. burning cross in the background. It's just, it's, it's a great it's, moment of just like yeah. her, t- like, I feel like, like we said, and I'm going to say this again, she starts sad, gets real happy, has like, and all throughout all these moments, there's like opposition to every type of feeling that she's having. So she's like sad and then she gets happy, but you know, it's all kind of messed up a little bit, continuing to have to fight. Mm. And then 
she has the tick moment. And then right after that, she's like, all right, I've had enough with these people. And she just blows up. And it's, it's great. We see like, this is finally her, I think, addressing yeah. the problem, at least one of her problems head on. Right. Rather, rather than just try to act like it's not in front of her. I think it's another, just another version of like, uh, you know, we start with her being sort of down on herself and then she gets the, you know, the house and she's, <laughs> she's having quite an up, uh, you know, she's, she's sort of emotionally uh, at her highest or pretty, pretty high. And then it's just sort of a roller coaster through the whole episode. But she, she, you know, this is one of those points where it's just like, all right, I've done it before. I just did it. I bought a house. I have all this. I made all this happen. And now guess what? I'm going to do something about this. I am nobody. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a, it's a great sort of, um, I don't know. It sort of encapsulated her whole, her whole yeah. performance in the episode to me. Exactly. Yeah. I totally agree. Yeah. Um, we, from there move into, um, the paddy wagon. They, they submit after, uh, they see the cops coming when mm-hmm. they bust out the windows and, uh, inside the paddy wagon it's just her and uh what i wrote down was racist mcfuckwad captain uh is inside the uh paddy wagon and they have this you know very much like some of the other shit that we've heard in the episode um from from characters like this we 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 hear sort of a lot of you know he knows a lot about her that i'm not sure that she would ever think um just about the house and about what's happening in the house and she, knowing that she could never afford the house and where does the money, who paid you for the house? And, you know, they, they want to know obviously all of this to keep their little neighborhood safe. Um, and uh, at some point, you know, that she mentions her that she had called the cops several times, you know, have you got my 25 complaints, mm-hmm. you know, and they're like, uh, check with the guy who's driving and he's like, ah, oh, nothing came through. <laughs> So uh, at some point they start, uh, the driver just goes erratic and uh, is just flinging her from side to side. And, yeah. and again, it's one of these like roller coaster moments of like, oh man, you just, you see her the moment before just owning the moment. And now mm. it's like, she is completely helpless inside this car. Yeah. Real flip. Um, but yep. at the same time, it's like, it's, it was interesting because like, that's how I felt the first time I watched it. And, but as I watched it a few more times, it was interesting because even though she wasn't in control, she still was like, she didn't back down in that moment because she used it and learned from it, everything that he said and really took it to heart. Mm -hmm. And that's what led her. I feel like that's what um, broke her out of trying to hide from all of her problems. She kind of got more information about where she's at, more information about what she's up against. So more, I think motivation to really go after this really like not back down and not really be as loud just really like take it on herself to figure this out right 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 yeah it's a great sort of uh roller coaster ride that she's she's Mm. on um on oops the podcast join me comedian julio gallerati as i examine everyday life the mistakes the bad decisions the goals the jokes the social engagements and all things in between i'm joined every week by producer and personal confidant ryan lynch various other comedians for witty candid and intoxicating conversation our listeners love oops for sophisticated banter aka your mom could listen and many feel like they're in the room with us chopping it up with old pals you can find every episode of the show on apple Podcasts, spotify or youtube 
from there we don't uh, see her get out of jail or any of that stuff i don't i'm no. not sure we really need to but uh the um she heads after she's out of jail she uh heads back to the basement and you can just tell she looks haggard um mm. she looks like she's been through hell and uh she begins looking at a lot of her photos and sees something and um i think originally she saw a, some of these photos separately and was just like oh that's weird why did that happen yeah um, because i think we've seen like the double face photo before right yeah and, yeah um, it didn't so now really make sense yeah Right, right. But now we're sort of understanding uh, what all that means. And she furiously assembles all of these pieces on the floor, which creates a weird eye, circle eye sort of thing on the ground. Mm. And uh, it gets fucking weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, when you start seeing a face and then mm. this whole body sort of comes out of the ground and screams at her to get out of my house. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just creepy. It's another one of these great horror moments uh, mm -hmm. that you mentioned. And uh, yeah, I, I loved it. I love I, all of these little things just add to the episode. And again, I, it's a great horror episode. Like, yeah. You're saying. And then, but then again, it's like, as soon as that horror really, I think reaches its max, she sees that. And then she's like, well, this is insane. Cause it's like, get out of my house. And it's like, mm -hmm. Oh wow, this is crazy. So she goes and she's searching around the house for more pictures. And then we get back into the real world. And her sister coming right. up to her being like, stuff is messed up from the from what you did. Right. And um, yeah. And, and I feel it, like, go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. I feel like because um, she's like presenting that there's a problem. She's trying to take this serious with her because they, they've been working together. I feel like very fine. Yeah. Um, she keeps on nagging like you got to take this serious. And she just saw that monster stuff. She's like, I got to take this serious. Right, right. And then ultimately she let slip that the money came from or was said to have come from her mother, their mother, their mother. Yes. And, yeah. um, it was all, only given to her, which leads to a discussion that I, I don't think we've got to go too deep in, but uh, understanding that she is like Ruby, excuse me. I believe that's her name is uh, very upset yes. that, um, that she got all this money, which makes sense. And that L Letty is like using it in a way that is like, she's the savior and like Ruby's whole character is like, she needs no saving. And it's like mm. very, it's, it, she very, feels very bad about the situation. So it started, right. it started from nothing, but we just get to the crux of the actual problem here that she now needs to address that she, another one that she was not really addressing, but now she right. has to. This, this one hits Ruby just like right between the eyes. I feel mm -hmm. like because, it is going so well and regardless of the monsters and the, and the demons and stuff and the racism and all that bullshit, like you see her. Yeah. Like you said, on a mission because this is much more important, but then once that second hits where of like, Hey, our mother gave the sister that was running around the world, you know, the country mm -hmm. and not committing to her family and not showing up at funerals. And like, I could see that. I could see how it's just a gut punch to Ruby. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that whole conversation I think was great, and uh, it's basically you know uh, selfish Letty. You know, they're just yeah. talking about good old selfish Letty. Yeah, um, so. it's tough, tough. Yeah. Um. So we let's see. Um, we, we, we bounce to uh, Hippolyta and Montrose having a conversation together. Oh, right I, outside the apartment, which I think is like like again, like I say, like to say this a Letty episode, but. 
it's nice because they really like Hippolytus. Like every every few beats, we just get her yeah under the covers investigation. Because but Montrose is at her house when they pull up, which is undefined. But yeah, well, um, that's weird to me too. Is that he he's there? We, we, the last time we saw him, you know, uh, Atticus has left. So I don't know what has forced him to this point, but mm-hmm. this, when, when he's there, he's like, I, I wanted to help Ruby with her throw. Um, yeah. Not Ruby. Um, uh, uh, D. D with her throw. Yeah. And it just seems to me like a... a there's some know, there's some underlying weird. stuff there. Because I think, yeah. obviously, he's there for his own reasons. But it's nice that yeah, it like she be. used it as well. For her, like mm-hmm. to get some to shed some more light, and it's nice to see their relationship in that way because right. he, you can tell he came for that reason, but then here she is, really like yo, like she's like real person to real person, like yo, what's up? Yeah, something's <laughs> not adding up here. Yeah, yeah, like just like super, and I like that because like like I said, when she's talking to Letty, it was very like chill and nice, and even with um earlier it was it was even less than that you know what i mean so it's like mm-hmm. as it's going on it gets to this heightened point and then she's just like yo bro like you're here i didn't invite you here i didn't ask you here right you're asking about these things what's up this doesn't feel right and montrose sticks to his guns right it's like oh it's all good right he did you know like this is how he you know we're not hiding anything from you which mm. uh, obviously she can sort of see right through but uh, yeah um Later, we see Letty at what looks like a bar. I don't know where she is, but um, she's sort of back uh, in the back, furiously taking notes and going through all these newspaper clippings and sort of uh, uh, just has a table to herself going through all this stuff about her house. And then she sort of bluntly says, listen, the house is haunted. And and, um, I thought it was great where Atticus was just like, all right. Tell yes. me how it works. You know what yes, I mean? I thought that yes. was a great moment of like, instead of being like, you know, going through all the bullshit of like, yeah. okay, come on. Like, obviously he knows that the shit is real. Mm-hmm. So there's no reason for him to do it. But I thought it was a very sweet moment. Um, yeah. And uh, again, I think it's them. like, I totally agree. And I think it's, I love, cause like I said, I've, I've felt that a lot throughout the episode. And this is a good moment that they just brought it. Like, this is what it yep. is. And even more so, I feel like it kind of um, begs the point to you, because I'll say again, this is a Letty episode, we get to really see their two approaches to um, solving their problem. Because mm-hmm. as we've seen, like Letty is just like, I'm a, I'm a go after it and handle it. Like she's kind of adaptive type of person. It seems she never really is like phased by stuff right. and she's just going to go forward into it. And then we see Atticus. He's more like, as we've seen with like the books and like reading and things that he's like, understands the situation and then thinks about the best way that he's heard of. Right. And I think he kind of at one point near the end of the conversation kind of like just blatantly says that like for me in horror stuff, like if a house is haunted, it's telling you to leave. Right. And yes. like, th- like as a viewer, like that's what you would think. Like you would yeah. literally say that. So it's such, I love that about him, but devil's advocate on the other side, Let- uh, Letty, excuse me, is like, no, like, this is my this is my house yeah like yeah. nobody's gonna take this house from me right and like i know this like i've because of the episodes before we've seen monsters seen crazy stuff so i believe it and i understand it's true and i can get through it as mm-hmm. we've already seen so for her i love that she's like i know you know this stuff is probably better than me and a better way to do it but i think my way is more true and i'm gonna right. do that 
Do you find it weird that they haven't really discussed the legacy of Atticus, those two? You know what, what I mean? Like, what do, I, I, yeah. What part of this is like she, he's agreeing very quickly because obviously he knows this shit's real and he wants mm-hmm. to take her seriously. But, um, you know, there's awkwardness here because of the sex earlier and all that stuff. But I'm just wondering, like, he's obviously they think he's some sort of bloodline of something. Like, I, mm-hmm. I just don't. I wonder why that has never uh, been discussed since the destruction of the house you know what i mean it's yes. never been about hey what what the fuck are you yeah because i think you know what it is i think i like to say those first two episodes are like together they are mm-hmm. a little story and this i think this episode is like a cleanser where it's like this is about this is all about a lot of people it's mm-hmm. not just about like he's the savior that is um a bloodline descendant of this that and the third it's like i feel like they're making a point to really emphasize this is about the area the time mm-hmm. a group of people and the way a group of people go about something i don't think it's so much so gotcha. that even like because i i agree they haven't and i'm sure they will yeah, yeah but yeah. it's like i think because they don't just hit that home and stay with that central storyline like i'm saying like they have a, a lot of different storylines that they like very well jump in and out and touch mm-hmm. um and i think the point is to look at them with all like there's value in all of them. You may not be getting the full story as you watch it one way through, but right. as you continue to watch over time, I think it'll only get better and only like we'll begin to understand more just the reasons why they were shown in right, certain right. ways to begin. Right. Just a note too that um when she was in the back of the paddy wagon, uh the cop makes it known that there were eight people who died in the basement of her who, who I guess bought the house and then went missing and were found dead in the basement of the house. Um, mm. And now uh, she, that's part of what she's doing in the, in the bar is she has found these eight uh, dead faces in photos and paper and has linked them to her photos. So she has like legitimate um, uh, evidence of like, mm. Hey, there's something majorly weird happening. Uh, and then of course the big sort of, I don't know, expose of the of the scene and that's not true that's not a good word but the big uh, reveal of the scene is that she was a virgin and that was her first time yeah and uh, obviously he apologized you know i think that's where he sort of feels the uh i don't know it just feels like for a moment he's like oh you know and, and sort of lets her talk and like was was she's like listen i i just wanted to feel something and i finally did and you know Again, this whole thing is a little weird, but um, yeah, it's it brings, uh, them, it, it brings them closer because it's like, like you said, they did they they had the relation or whatever, they had sex in that odd way, and then it like the, she goes to jail type thing, and then we here we are again, they're linking up, and we're not quite sure what's up. So it's I think that kind of just here we are, kind of coming back together, and then right. now we're going into the next thing because, like you said, they're like, how are we going to deal with this house, which is the ultimate thing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um then uh let's see it's <laughs> the next scene starts as uh we see more neighbors peering through windows and um a shot i don't know what is a shaman i put a shaman but i don't think a yeah, shaman i, the I said uh, a medicine woman is, yeah, is what go. i said um, um yeah she basically arrives at the house and before you can even think about 
what she's doing there. She slits the throat of a goat <laughs> and classic, pours, honestly, yeah, classic, <laughs> and pours it into. Well, it's classic horror, so it fits perfectly. Yeah, uh, puts uh, the blood into a little cup, and then X marks the door entry, and then their their foreheads, all their foreheads, mm-hmm. and she. Heads in to rid the house of its demons. Um, uh, Lights begin to flicker. They're talking, you know, they're sort of in the basement trying to do this ritual. um, And you see that things are beginning to happen uh, with lights flickering, sort of like the same deal uh, of when everything else happens. If you you think about it, like the Ouija board and Mm. some of the other basement stuff, like you just see like, you know, a little flicker and then you're like oh shit's about to happen <laughs> um but yeah so they're in the basement they're they're doing their thing and they're you know she makes it very the the medicine woman makes it very clear to like you know keep the circle and in, in, in uh together and they oh, oh oh at this point the the racist neighbors three racist neighbors uh break into the house mm-hmm. um yeah they they, they break in and then they start to like you know look for them, yeah, with with malice, but right. at the same time they're downstairs in the basement trying to bring up or bring out right these um, evil spirits. There's shit flying around the room, yeah. and yeah, lots of music stings and lots of you know like building of the uh, of what's happening, uh, sort of right beside these three racist fucks like uh, you know tiptoeing around their their home um mm-hmm. at some point they make their way into a room i think two of them get sucked into this room yeah uh, and then one other guy's just sort of wandering but uh the door slams behind him so you know like shit's about to get real mm-hmm. and uh <laughs> my favorite part of the episode possibly uh you hear a, one of them hears a baby yeah right they hear oh, a baby. the worst thing to hear in a horror movie oh my or a TV God. show. Just a baby. Oh, yeah. like, oh, this just, isn't just be good. leave. Just get, <laughs> I mean, you know, there is no baby in need. Just leave. <laughs> exactly. Uh, at that point, he enters the room uh, to, in theory, I guess, save the baby or whatever. And mm-hmm. uh, you see baby Shaquille O'Neal uh, <laughs> full, in full, full form yeah. uh, walking towards him. And I can't remember how he dies, but he he certainly gets it from uh, from Baby Shack. Yeah, it was a it was it was a it was a tough situation. He really yeah. used some strength to kill him, and that's when I was like, I I like that because not to go too far into like what happens each time, but uh, mm-hmm. that was nice with the horror because as they're doing the stuff downstairs with the the demons, my thought process is like, okay, these are going to be some bad guys coming out. And um, the stuff that was around um, uh, Letty Sorry. earlier and uh-huh. throughout the episode, every time I see it, I'm like, this looks dangerous and not good. So it was like a moment where I'm like, oh, wow, they, like the, these demons that I thought like think they are coming, they're killing these guys and they're downstairs bringing them out. So I'm like thinking it's going to be all good. Mm-hmm. And then it, we kind of see that, oh, oh yeah, the, the demons downstairs start coming out and taking over yeah which we link immediately to uh those eight folks that she found in the in the paper and in her photos Mm -hmm. um which start as sort of ghostly figures and then yeah come to life but um the best the the, the great part is the (laughs) we cut back from that and uh we see the guy the third guy who uh 
hadn't been killed by Baby Shaq, uh, hear the elevator open up, right? Mm -hmm. And so he goes and takes a look, and it just straight up chops his head off. Yep. Um, which is a a great horror visual. You see mm. the blood sort of pumping Scrum out, out yeah. Little, which is a little comical for me, but it's still uh, very yeah. you know. As soon as for you sure. saw him going towards that elevator, you're yeah. like, oh, you knew it, you knew it. it. That's the one. Um, so downstairs in the basement, all the shit's going down, and they, I think it sort of settles down for a minute. And um, how does it how does it go down again? I, so they're chanting, and then at some point the um, they it, 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 it's going crazy. They think it's all good, right? They like it. It, it got a little intense and hype, mm-hmm. and they saw the stuff start to go crazy, and then it, like you said, settled down. Right. And then as it settles down, they get excited again because it felt like that was like they did it, you know? Right. Right. And then water comes out. Oh, right. Right. And it, they immediately break which is the first thing that I feel like everybody's like, oh, that's not what you're supposed to do. But then they like mention our marks. And then it's like the blood that they put on their head to protect them mm-hmm. is getting washed off. Oh, right. And then as soon as that happens, like I said before, where it's like, I, I felt like the monsters were good and they brought them out and they got it and it was all right. We immediately see that that's, that's not the case because right. the medicine woman gets grabbed, thrown back into the room yep. and then it really gets into that the you know ghost type possession type thing so she's like beating them up yep. all over the room <laughs> this way and that way and um this is like out of nowhere resolution of letty type thing begins to take form i think because right. right. it's like she uh excuse me medicine woman is choking atticus on the wall and letty is just like yelling and yelling and kind of like I think getting into her mind, trying to help the situation. Yeah. Yeah. She falls out. I mean, the medicine woman falls out and then we see even worse that tick is now possessed yeah. by the, uh, the monster. And it seems to be amazingly worse than it was with the uh, medicine woman. Yeah. It went from bad to worse very rapidly. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, which is a great, this whole, this whole ending part of the scene is just incredible because, mm. You see Atticus with the black eyes, and he's just flipping his head around nonstop, and it's sort of reminiscent of there's uh, some '90s movie like Jacob yeah. Flatter or something like that that does this too really well. Um, but yeah, at this point, I mean, Letitia is like freaking the fuck out because mm-hmm. uh, she doesn't know what to do. But 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 she also sort of takes control, as you mm-hmm. were just saying, exactly, and, yeah. and and calls on the dead to help her uh, mm-hmm. rid themselves of this demon. Um, and those, uh, I guess nine folks with, uh, eight with her and, uh, mm-hmm. and then with Addie, uh, I mean, uh, Letty, uh, form a circle and they just do the same sort of chant and you see all these creatures and dead folks and people without a head and Jackie Robinson's there. And it's like, yeah. or, or a young, I don't know if it is. Jackie yeah, Robinson, yeah, it's just a young baseball yeah. player. Kid. Um, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, and and it's uh, basically they're chanting again. Young Shaq is there, uh, baby <laughs> Shaq. I mean, he's there chanting, and uh, at some point they start sort of turning back into their normal selves, which I think yeah, is just they, a, the the chanting is as you, it brings out the uh, the guy, the doctor guy that uh, was doing all these experiments right. to these people, and then as that happens, they continue to chant, and you can, as you said, they all begin to become who they were before this dude was doing whatever it was that he was doing um, to them. 
and it begins to deteriorate the the ghost of the homeowner and um we see that right, the climax right. of her it worked pretty much she like used all of what everything that was inside of her really dug deep faced her demons used other demons and really like broke through like this is my house right. and get the fuck out yeah she she solidified yeah. that like she owns this place now and then i feel like yeah after that to wrap it up we see uh, i think a mirror of when she first showed the house to um yes. her sister and the way that the way the move-in is going now is it's a much more calm mm-hmm. much more like adult and it's not just like i'm doing this because i want to be like i'm trying to force myself to be happy and forget about things she's like truly come to terms with type of things and done things in the correct way at least right yeah yeah what what an incredibly emotional performance by yeah journey smollett really really good and that scene just is is uh the icing on the cake mm. um, but yes we 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 head back to the uh you know after all the the shit has uh you know the bad guy has been erased from wherever he was and uh we're back in so, sort of the real world as you said the uh the uh I don't know how you phrased it, but but yes, we're back sort of as in the beginning of the 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 episode where everything is nice and there's a house and you know theoretically all that stuff has been wiped and um, we see that uh, Letitia's getting interviewed by someone and uh, let's see the uh, sorry I'm gonna skip along here. Um, yeah, so somebody's interviewing her about sort of wh- what has happened and what she did and her sort of helping out the community mm-hmm. in a place where she's not wanted. Um, and one of the great things is like uh, the the reporter sort of. Uh, all right, two things about this that really uh, intrigues me. One is that she gets her picture taken at some point mm-hmm. right outside of the elevator. So I'm wondering if that's going to come back at some point. Uh, and if anybody else is going to be in those pictures or if they have just completely solved the problem and they have ascended and, you know, everything's back to normal, the house. But um, and then the other thing towards the end of the scene, we see uh, as the picture's taken of uh, Leticia and the, they sort of walk off. We see the elevator move down, 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 even past to a place. I guess have, I thought it was the basement it was moving down. No, to. Yeah, no. But it's it was, like somewhere it, deeper into the. This is like. To go off that point, because like I think the photo isn't mm-hmm. as important as the second thing that you're saying. Because oh yeah, yeah, I thought about it, and I it, when it goes down, those um, there's like three flashing things or whatever that that come up, right? And that's why I was like, I saw that, and I was like, this can't be the basement. And the only reason because I feel like those, I want to say when they were doing that Adam's Gate thing in the uh, previous episode, those images flat. It was either no. no Somewhere in that episode, those images are on something. Okay. And it's like, it to me seems to be like a, um, a barrier okay. between, between say, like the mystical side of things oh. and um, the more reality. So I feel gotcha. like whenever I see those, that's like, there's like a, that's a line between the two things. That's why I felt like when it went that far down and we saw those bodies there. I'm not sure how they got there, who put them there, or anything right. like that. But there was, as we saw down the cavern of the bodies of the uh, yeah, the the, the guys that um, tried to break in and 
do their thing that got killed um we see many many more bodies which would be like even more than we they were mentioning before about like the um the eight eight, exactly and i I found that that i feel like is is there's something there with that for sure so does that yeah exactly does that mean that she's only that's the tip of the iceberg or yeah uh is there more to come is but again you know we might move from this house as we did with the last mansion and just be like all right well we're not we're not back there exactly but uh that's the thing it's like i think what i learned from the second episode is like not to is like i talked about it's not like we get in the way i think sometimes really locking stuff in like i want to it's got to be about this place or this person mm-hmm. and i think what they're doing well and i think it goes to like especially the name as well as like lovecraft country like this is uh it's bigger the the heart of what we should be really looking at i think is the the magic cuz like there's the magic in right. the horror aspect and the mysticism that is i think that is what's leading all these things everything right. else is happening because that's the situation of the time and but i think there's a point to the things that we are like being that are not even we're seeing but are happening to our our heroes right 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 yeah and we just we just have to watch and see yeah um so as a sort of bumper uh, on the end of this episode th- i didn't expect this scene i honestly thought once we saw those neighbors it was done um or you know when we saw the deeper into the into the basement with all the bodies of different, you could tell that you know some had been there for a hundred years and some had been there for twenty years or ten years. You know what I mean? Like you could yeah. tell that there was like just different levels of dead bodies in there. Um. So later, uh, yeah, we see that same silver bullet car show up uh, outside of a business, and I couldn't gather whose business this was, or if it was just it, well, something. Well, it kind of. It kind of brought home, it, like you said, it's like a real bumper to the episode. We were we were really looking at at it as Let, uh, Letty, excuse me, doing her thing in like the house. She resolved her issues, but as we saw at the end, bumper. This was like an after credits. I feel like we see the business that sold her the house, or the realtor, excuse me. Okay, was a front, and it wasn't oh, even really. Gotcha. It wasn't even really. Uh, um, a realtor and that's what I mean all the mysticism and everything that's what it really it hits home because everything that we saw we think as before Atticus and them are just kind of walking into this stuff right and that's not the case right like like they're being pushed in this way and we see um, Lady Braithwaite (laughs) Braithwaite excuse me um, reveal herself to be pulling some strings right um, and Attic and we only find that out because Atticus realized and was obviously doing his own investigation that we mm-hmm. weren't an initially privy to, and they have their little face off. Yeah, and I think from that, yeah, and, we yeah. we get the big understanding of like what her motivation is mm-hmm. because it seems that she's the I wouldn't say enemy, but the the prime antagonist at least at this point. Right, because everybody she's, else turned to dust at this point. Exactly, she's yeah. the like, and we get to see her. I think the introduction to why she's doing what she's doing because he she pretty much rev- shows that she can't be killed by Atticus, and then in revealing that she just hints at that her father, his claim to fame was having this ability, and that was like the, her his big thing. I think 
with that, we're saying that she also figured out how to do that, mm-hmm. but wants to elevate herself right. and is sees an opportunity to do that. I'm not sure how, but is yeah, to I be mean, pulling strings. Right. I mean, her last line to him is sort of, call me when you're ready to discuss our family legacy. So it's like, exactly. She, she does. And I'm not sure she knows either at this point. You know what I mean? I think they're all sort of in the same boat as, as, uh, Christine, you know, her has, mm. you know, her dad has, is now turned to dust. So it's mm-hmm. like, I'm sure she's as a woman, especially who hasn't seen the, the, uh, the, the, the deep dark workings of this secret society, uh, is also sort of treading through this weird supernatural wasteland or whatever it is, you know, like just as much as he is kind of, although she knows, uh, I think like, obviously she knows magic. And I think just to like, wrap it it's just like for me with her i think she know like she's like her father you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. i love that they show we would you would think that her father would be the type of prime antagonist the guy that knows more about the situation and is her, his ultimate goal world domination type thing right right, right. We take that away immediately well that's that's exactly and, and we were surprised by that exactly and what yeah. and i feel like what this little, like I say, it's an introduction for who she is because I believe she is what we thought her father was. Okay. So her, but I don't want to say like her uh, motivation is world domination because like she, in every time that she's talked, has made it a point to be like, stop thinking that like the old way or the way that normally you see the bad guy things they want to do. Mm-hmm. is the only way things can get done. And I think right. that's a big point in this show in general. Right. Most of what you think normally is just not the case. Like you got to look and think a little bit harder because like they're presenting things differently. And I feel like her, she she wants to do something and it, it has to do with gaining power. She's not a nice yeah. person. Right. She wants to have the power that her father was trying to possess and possess it in the correct way. Right. But I guess I didn't get that completely just because like mm-hmm. I think she's more sort of I don't know. To to me it seemed like she was a little more a little more in the dark of the whole thing and like I couldn't I can't necessarily see that she's even on a level as her father just because it was set up as as like she her they, that those two sort of butted heads, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's weird it's it's a bit weird to me that she would automatically have his same um sort of end game in mind uh no no, not, no yeah yeah and it not be a little on the the lighter side of and not opening up a gate to eden and, and uh reclaiming the world you know i don't know but it just seems to me like they're, they're two different uh now there's two a very a much different plan that she's putting yes. in place uh, yes that maybe he would have had but um yeah yes i agree with that also one of the moments in the scene where uh he before he pulls the gun he he uh turns all of the the uh, blinds down so nobody mm. can see in mm-hmm. and then once he's captured up in his magic and pointing the gun at her and she has full control over him she goes back and sort of opens up all the blinds which i <laughs> yeah. thought was a very uh, a very great choice so tense uh, tense yeah very tense yeah. moment but uh yeah that's the end of uh episode three of lovecraft lovecraft country i uh i, I was thinking Sebastian, we should probably rate these somehow or another, or or, or or uh put them in some sort of like um 
yeah order of of how we like them but i, I haven't yeah. really figured that out yet so we'll, we'll i mean i definitely at least for these first three like i said just quick um one and two to me i feel like are like the same uh-huh. they not to say they hit the same notes but i think they they're not telling a different story they're, they're trying to like yes. really open up the world for us to start and hit a complete point and that's why for me at least the third episode is for sure my favorite so far yeah even have, looking have you forward. seen the fourth yet or no? yeah okay. and it's yeah and it's even though the fourth is good the third yeah. is my favorite so far still wow okay well there's a little spoiler uh, <laughs> for the next episode uh thank you so much for tuning in y'all and uh, we'll be back with uh, episode four soon uh give the show a look uh going dork.com or going dork on all the socials you can find me at jeremy balen on the instagrams at remy balen on other things uh sebastian you can find it at Bassamillion on most of his socials uh check out his music north south on soundcloud uh what else I think that's it, man. Thank you so much for hanging again. And um, yeah, we're, we're, we literally have just scratched the surface of the show, I believe. So yes, I can't totally wait. agree. It's so much fun. I appreciate it. All right, man. See you on the next one. Adios. All right, bye. Going Dork Stars and is produced by me, Jeremy Balin. For more information on the show, visit goingdork.com and find us on all the socials as Going Dork. We are a part of the Seltzer Kings family of podcasts. For more information on them, check out seltzerkings.com and if you want to continue the conversation give me a shout on my socials at Remy Balin on most things at Jeremy Balin on the Instagram thanks for listening